0: And good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. As we saw last night, political tensions, partisan tensions in America continue. And more and more voters say they're fed up with even the two-party system. Um, And as we saw last night, not even the State of the Union is exempt from political bickering. Join me right now to take a look at being a faithful Catholic in a difficult America. We've got the Honorable Daniel Lipinski PhD. He represented the 3rd District of Illinois in the U.S. House of Representatives as a Democrat from 2005 to 2021, and during his time in office, he was a highly knowledgeable and effective lawmaker with skills that brought people together across the partisan divide to actually solve problems. Currently, he's a Distinguished Visiting Fellow at the Hoover Institution, Stanford University, and the Pope Leo XIII Fellow on Social Thought at the University of Dallas, and president of Lipinski Solutions, LLC, a consulting firm. He's working on a book about his work in Congress and what needs to be done to mend the dangerous divide in America. You can find his writings in The Atlantic, First Things, Public Discourse, and other sources. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Dan Lipinski, too, and visit him at danlipinski.com. Congressman, good to have you back here. Thanks.
1: Well, it's very good to be with you, Al.
0: Let's talk a little bit about uh, the work that you're doing there at the University of Dallas. So when did that begin?
1: I began this, this semester. Uh, right now I am co-teaching a class on political parties. Uh, so as it, part of this, this fellowship, uh, I'm going to be uh, co-teaching uh, courses there. Uh, I'm going to be... Uh, not moving down to dallas i I'll, I'll be commuting down there for okay. the weeks that uh, that I will be will be teaching uh, I will also you know I'm mentoring a uh, student right now who's doing an internship in Texas state legislature and I'll be doing other talks on on campus as part of uh, the fellowship
0: good are you excited about being back uh, on campus
1: i I love it uh it is What I did before I ran for Congress, I was a political science professor, and uh, I always loved being with uh, college students. The University of Dallas is just a wonderful Catholic institution, takes its Catholic mission very seriously. It's uh, rigorous academically, and so uh, I think it's... um, you know, getting back in the classroom for the first time in, well, I guess a little less than 20 years <laughs> um, in terms of teaching a course. I mean, oh, over the years, I've uh, I made many visits to classrooms, but uh, actually being up there as the uh, as a teacher, um, uh, you know, th- that's going to be uh, exciting. I think I have a little bit more uh, wisdom, hopefully, to impart to the yeah. students, but mm-hmm. I always learn a tremendous amount. Uh, when I'm when I'm teaching, and the students at uh, at Dallas, I'm sure will 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 challenge me, and uh, that would be good for everybody.
0: When you speak to younger people today, do they are they aware that uh, while America's never had perfect harmony between political parties, do they realize that what we're going through now with this intense partisanship, uh, do they realize that that's not the way it's always been?
1: Well, I have to always remind myself uh whoever I'm I'm speaking with, when I'm speaking to uh to young people, I have to remind myself of what their experience is and how different uh, that experience has been for them. Their experience of politics and culture very different yeah. from what I grew up with. And so it's really important um for me to remind myself so that they, you know, I, I sort of take for granted things that uh, used to work much better in our political system than they do now. Uh, and I don't think that they have a sense of how things can be better.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, one of the things right now is, especially young people, I mean, everybody, but especially young people, really need a vision of how things can be better. And I think that's extremely important. Uh, So much in our politics, in our culture, is, is broken. It is not offering hope. And it's important to, you know, Explain and, and, and help give young people hope of what they can and should be a part of, mm-hmm. especially young Catholics, uh, and, and what we should be doing in this culture, uh, in, in politics right now, to you know, live out Catholic social teaching. Yeah. Do,
0: do you think, I mean, A year or so ago, I read something that you wrote about an emerging independence movement. Is that a a viable movement?
1: Well, I think both political parties are are failing uh, the country right now. It's very difficult. Uh, I considered running as an independent for Congress last year, and I decided uh, not to uh, go ahead with that. It's very difficult for independent. Uh, the um, sorry, with the the rules are really stacked against independence. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, when I was looking at running for Congress, I needed to gather 5,000 uh, signatures on a petition to get me on the ballot. If I was running as a Democrat or Republican, I only needed 500 mm. signatures. Well. So the rules are rigged against it. The two major parties uh, have really set things up to keep this a two-party duopoly so it's tough for an independent or a, a third party to, to form although there there is there are a couple of different movements right now to put together a presidential president vice president ticket to run uh, for in 2024 uh, and I'm I'm hopeful that 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 could come together
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it would at the very least, Hopefully, shake up the the two parties, and you know, they'll be forced to, to to change. And we really need a, a new vision, a better vision, uh, for our for our country.
0: Yeah. You are um, uh, the Pope Leo the Thirteenth, fellow in social thought at the University of Dallas. Uh, I would imagine you're relying on the the great social thought of Leo the Thirteenth which most of us are familiar with rerum novarum but he wrote widely in other areas too um is this is this a, a a pope that we should spend some more time with
1: well i think it's it's really important uh that we look at pope leo the 13th in as you said rerum novarum is his most famous encyclical but there's a lot more that mm-hmm. he wrote a lot more that he you know his his contributions uh, to Catholic social teaching really, you know, at the around the turn of the into the 20th century, as there's great tumult in the world, uh, you know, it, it, different tumult than what we're facing now, but mm-hmm. still I think there there are some comparisons there. Things were changing quickly uh, at, at, at that time. With the phase of the industrial revolution, but also a thought a political thought was really changing. And I think that it's important to go back and look at the his wisdom at at the time and really bringing the Catholic Church into a greater um, dialogue with the modern world, and really telling Catholics, showing Catholics, how we need to be, we need to bring our Catholic teaching and the Catholic social teaching into this world and impact the world. And I think that's that's a very important message in and of itself, mm-hmm, yeah. that uh, we need to be taking very seriously.
0: And uh, Europe had, at times, various Catholic parties. Is there a Catholic party in the future for America, or is that just not the way Americans do things?
1: I don't think that's the way Americans do things. I would, uh, I would like to see that. I mean, if you look you know, there is a party that largely is a based on Catholic social teaching, the American Solidarity Party. Right, mm-hmm. but it, it is a uh, unfortunately a very small party, uh, and I think it, it's very difficult. Uh, as As I said, it's very difficult to um, have a third party or displace one of the two major parties right now. What we need is for Catholics in, in both parties. To really go in there and and, and shake that, shake them up and really bring Catholic social teaching, Catholic social thought, uh, to the public square and into the, these parties and, and have a a, a real uh, discussion debate about the Catholic view. Of the common good, and that's something that has really been been lost. And, and again, people, unfortunately, a lot of Catholics choose their party, and then they let their party decide what their issue positions are going to be, instead of looking to to God, to the Church, for what positions should be, or at least, you know, the Church doesn't generally say, you know, this is this bill should pass, or right. you know. You know, this is what exactly should be in there but it tells us you know what we need to be concerned about who we need to be concerned about and i think that's the most important thing now clearly you know, the, the the foundation of catholic social teaching is the recognition of the uh sacredness of, of human life mm-hmm. and that uh, that leads us clearly to oppose uh, the, the the taking of, of of human life and so that has a certainly Catholics are are you know, because of their Catholic faith but also because it is it is right and true that human life begins at conception and be, should be protected by the state from conception until natural death
0: yeah. Uh, do you see any time in the future that the Democratic Party might once again be open to a pro-life position?
1: Well, unfortunately, I I think it has gone in the opposite direction, and I think that the Democratic Party, many in the Democratic Party feel that their uh, promotion of a radical abortion policy helped in the last election.
0: Yeah, And yeah. so un,
1: until it is something that... Democrats understand is hurting the party. Yeah. I don't think it could happen, but it's necessary. It is needed. We cannot let the pro-life movement become just in the Republican right. Party. Right,
0: right. Dan, thank you once again. Always good talking with you, and uh, I'm glad to hear that you're back in the classroom, too. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Good to talk to you. Thank you.